Let's go. This is uh, the Pothamous Podcast with Ryan Blodgett version 2.0. The first <laughs> yep. time the, the audio quality was interrupted a few times by it, various musical instruments. Yeah, it was amazing, but it it, dra- it drowned us out. So now we're here to try and give it a, another go. Hopefully, no drums start going. This time. No, no, no <laughs> drums. Piano was okay. Yeah, that's right, huh? The piano. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you live in a very musical house. You live with all musicians, which I imagine is nice. Yes, it is, man. I can walk right upstairs and practice anytime. Yep. How long have you been uh, been in Nashville now? Two weeks. Two weeks. As of yesterday. Wow, okay. Two full weeks. And we first met uh, at the local Tuesday night jam with uh, with Kara. Shout out to Kara. Yeah. She was, uh, she was a guest on the podcast along with Val. I love them both dearly. They're incredible people. But we played together that night and we've played together since and we just uh, are playing really vibes. And I think you're very hardworking and uh, a good example of what a working drummer should look like. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, for sure, dude. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, you are, uh, I feel like really doing everything the, way, the right way and trying to be uh, smart about everything and really think through things in a, in a business term. Um, Definitely. Or a business sense. It, did someone instill that in you or was that something that you... Just kind of had to learn the hard way. You know, man, it's it's interesting. Um, and this is actually... it's This is something that I, I... This is one of the things that I do not say, like, on social media. Yeah. Um, I, it, in my, you know, for the past few years and up until August... So, when I came here in August, right? That's yeah. When I, that's when I was visiting. Yes. And I'm, and I'm, when we first met. That's when I met you. So, around that time is when I finally got clean from uh, painkillers. Mm. And I've, that's, so since August, that's kind of when things started turning. When I decided to get clean, I started just changing a lot of things in my life. I was sick of this vicious cycle I was in for years. And it makes sense now, of course, but looking back on it, it's like, no wonder I couldn't go to the next level or change my mindset like I have now because it was always fought, you know, it was never clear. Yeah. Um, and in the moment, I thought I was doing great, you know, like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, I'm going to play, play my drums, but really it was, it was hurting me, and um, that was a big deal for me, man. I struggled with that for a long time. Wow, and one reason why I, I th- I've been thinking about this lately because I, I do wanna I do wanna share it with people, because I know there's people out there struggling with addictions, depre- depression, anything. Yeah, and I just I kind of it's like I I want to be an example of you can you can do it too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I can do it, you could do it. Hopefully, I can encourage that. You know, because I know there's thousands of musicians out there, my age with my skill set that are struggling with an addiction that are prone to right anything man yeah and that's hurting their career that's hurting their their mind their body of course 
But I, f- I mean, the way I think about everything is completely different, man. My drumming, think of it as a business, like you said. Um, I've been on the social media more, um, trying to brand myself as a drummer, um, you know, recording, gigs, teaching. Um, and my goal is, you know, I want, I want to experience the tour life, too. I want, I want to try that out. So I'd be willing to take an offer like that. But that's one of the goals that I'm working for. Because um, that would be the next, that would be a next step for me as a drummer. Moving to a new city. Yeah. Um, it, it really sounds like getting clean was a way for you to, to take it to the right, next man. level. Definitely. So how yeah. long was this something that you... Struggled with? Yeah, struggled with. Probably about four or five years. Wow. Okay. And it just escalated, man, you know, the, the situation. And I just, I was, I didn't like myself that way. That wasn't the real me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I finally, I finally feel like I'm the real me now, and like, this is how I was supposed to be all along with my drumming career, and just how I go about life, man. <laughs> Congratulations, Thanks, man. man. That's that's a real feat to Definitely, accomplish man. something like that to get. It took a lot, man. It's it's probably one of the hardest things I've done in my life, and I know some people would hear that and be like, "Some people never struggle with addiction. Yeah. They don't know what it's like, you know." But um, it was a big step for me. It was a big turning point in my in my drumming and and, and in my life. So and I. It's kind of, you know, I just, like I said, I just want to share it because I want to be like an, a motivate, you know, I want to motivate people and encourage them. That's beautiful, dude. Thanks, dude. I'm, I'm happy that you got clean and that our paths have been able to cross. Definitely, man. Likewise. So you, what was that, what was that journey like of finally... Getting there, what was was there a breaking point or a low that you hit, or were you just so tired of it at one point that you had to? I was just I was tired, man. I was exhausted. I couldn't take anymore, physically, mentally, emotionally. And drumming has it's been a big part in helping that change. Yep. You know, it's like, it's like when you, when you quit something, it's like, you got to find something to fill that time or that thing. And I've kind of replaced drumming as that. I've focused so much more on my practicing, on my promoting, my marketing, um, communicating with people, reaching out more to people, whether they respond or not, you know, the Gary V stuff, like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a part of it too, man. Shout out to Gary V. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, trying to stay positive and focused is a big part. Trying like trying to stay busy, so to speak. Just not just like going out and doing stuff, but just mentally, you know, thinking about what's my next step. Um, thinking of it as a business. Yeah. It's a total one eighty. From where you were moving to Nashville, mm-hmm. definitely. So, how long have you been um, been clean for again? August, September, seven. Yeah, 
so was were there some positive things that you were seeing in your life or that you knew you wanted? It's, it sounds like that's what was a real... I, I really... I'm... My music career, man. Like, it's... That's what I want. And... It's like kind of like willing to do whatever it takes to get that. Slowly. Slowly but surely. The chipping away. Yes. As we are required to do in this career. as Not a bad thing. Yeah. I think that's one of the, the gifts of being able to do music is over a lifetime slowly just chipping away and loving the grind and being able to appreciate that you're doing what you love. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. I love it. I love the grind. It's fun. It's like so much curiosity in it. We get to play music. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Definitely. And it's hel- it's helped a lot with making connections in a new city too. You know. Mhm. Yeah, had, I had a guy come over um yesterday that I met on Instagram like months ago. Told him I was moving to Nashville. And then finally got here, hit him up, and he's a drummer too, and he came over yesterday, and we just like traded fours and made some video, and um, turns out to be a cool guy, and just, you know, one more musician that I know. I met a few in the in the first two weeks I've been here. I think I'm off to a good start. Started, you are. Started a job already. And got a roof over my head, got a car. Yep. So I think a reliable car. Yeah, for sure. We talked about that. Yeah, reliable car. The importance of having a good car. Yeah, that's the only way I'm going to get out there. Yeah. Right? What, uh, what kind of shit cars did you have in the past? My first car was 85 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> it was my great-grandma's car. And then my second car was a Ford Taurus. And that was just problems after problems after problems, <laughs> dude. Never again. And now I have the Volkswagen Golf, and I love it, dude. No car issues? No car issues. Fits <laughs> wow. My, fits my drums perfectly, too. I can't even imagine what, what that is like. No car issues. Oh, that's nice. Good weight off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> Confidently able to drive around places. Yep, yep. Did your cars ever really fuck you at an inopportune time? Mm. It, it never happened like going to a gig or anything like that. It was always when I was just like coming home from the store or something like that. Music was, like, pro- music was protecting you. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> it has that mystical force, dude. Music has a, a, a strange metaphysical quality to it. It does. It does. Or it just acts as your shield, protects you from from the the worst things in life. The music will never fuck you. Mm. It's all it always remains pure, I feel like across a whole lifetime. Yeah. Things around it might be going down. I mean they use they use it for therapy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I had this I, I you know how Starbucks used to do the quotes they used to do the quotes on the cups? Yes. And I saved I saved this one cup. I still have it because it was uh it was about music therapy, and how I don't remember the the whole thing, but part of it was um, like music can 
move you to tears. Music can bring you joy. You know, along those lines, like it can, how it can change your emotions in a split second. You know, that one song that brings back that one memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that motivation that song brings you, um, or the happiness it brings you. It's a trip, man. It's pretty powerful force. It is. It's it's almost a a shamanic like force. We're we're like shamans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I might have just made that word up. <laughs> For sure. It sounds good though. Yeah. Got me wondering. <laughs> yeah, your emotions can be attached to a, a song, and you might have not have even felt or thought about that feeling in a long time and then it all of a sudden just comes right back to a specific point in time and what you were feeling in that time. Yeah. It's like a time capsule for life. Yeah, dude, they lock those memories in place. And it's it's not even intentional, like, say you just happened to listen to this song when you broke up with your girlfriend or something and now that song reminds you of that the rest of your life. Like how some songs remind you of high school or some songs remind you of that one your that one friend or your mom or your dad. It's cool, man. Yeah. Every time I hear a song, it always brings back some memory or thought. What is the music that's the most uh, personal to you or that you relate to the most? Is there anything specific that really stuck out to you? Um, for certain reasons, yeah. You know, I brought up my addiction earlier. And at the time, uh, believe it or not, Eminem was very personal for me. Because I could relate to those lyrics so well. Yeah. Because of what he's been through and what he decides to rap about. Yeah. And that's another, that's another thing. If, if you can relate to somebody in your music, it's just that much stronger of a connection. You know, it is Eminem's a great artist. I was just listening to him earlier today when I was working out. That's good. Yeah, that's a good idea. You get you pumped up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I I really feel like in music there there hasn't been uh, a figure like him since him. He might have been like the last. Yeah. Maybe maybe Kanye West, you could say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But. That total rock star persona, like, fuck you, I don't give a fuck. What rock and roll used to be, I, I feel like hip-hop really is now. Mm. I can see that, yeah. There's a lot of great hip-hop artists today. Is is there anyone that you listen to frequently as far as hip-hop is concerned? Um, like lately? Yeah. Greaves. He's a rapper from Seattle. And then um, I've been listening to Far the Far Side, older group. I feel like I've heard of Far Side before. Do they have a Y instead of an I? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um. And who else was I just listening to? Um, I forgot, man. Dang it! It was just it was just there. That's why I've been listening to lately. How would you describe so, their lyrical content? Um, 
deep. I can relate to it very well. Mm-hmm. Back to the Eminem thing. I don't listen to him that much anymore. Really? Yeah. Because I can't. Why can't you? It brings back those memories of when I used to get high all the time. I don't like to think about that stuff. And I don't do that I don't do that anymore, so I can't relate to his music like like I was. Yeah. You, know what I'm you he kind of got you through a rough period and you grew, were able to grow through him. Yeah, but I mean at the same time I can I see it as it was feeding my addiction. Because I was listening to those lyrics every day and not all of them are positive and about getting clean. Or anything, yeah. You know what I mean? So that I was just constantly hearing those kind of messages over and over every day. It was, you know, sticking in my head, feeding that addiction. Does that make sense? Justifying it. Mm-hmm. So, I changed my ways. I even changed the music I listened to as well. Because it has that big of an effect on my life. What, uh, what, ch- what change? What are you listening to now? Um... You know, besides the hip-hop stuff, um, man, every time you ask somebody what you're listening to, you can't think of it. Yeah, it's um, true. That was a horrible question for me to ask. Hold on. This band called The Cactus Channel, Stick Figure, Snarky Puppy, um, FKJ. Snarky Puppy was just here. Were they? They just yeah, they played at Marathon Music nice. Works. Nice. That's a great band, dude. A Tribe Called Quest is another one. Yeah. Rest, yeah, great in, rest in peace, Fife Dog. But yeah, man. Um, the way I listen to music too, when I find new music, I'll listen to it a bunch, like for two weeks straight, and then it fades out. I find something new, kind of come back to it, and then fade out again. You know, I really like Spotify because they have the Discover Weekly every Monday. Oh. Uh-huh. Where they, they just put random artists in a playlist that they think you'll like, and it's just all new, all new artists that you never, that you haven't heard, for the most part. But I find a lot of good new artists from that that I I saved in my library, and there you go. It's usually hip hop or reggae related. Mm-hmm. The the playlist because that's a lot what I listen to, funk. Have you ever listened to Flatbush Zombies before? I have not. They're really cool. They're a hip-hop group from New York, but their lyrics are really uh, psychedelic. Mm. Um, they take a lot of psychedelics, but their their lyrics are very interesting. You know, it's a lot of third-eye shit and how we see ourselves and our perspective mm. within. Where are they from? New York. Mm. Yeah, I never heard of them. They're really good. I'll have to. I'll show them to you after we're after we're done. For sure. Are they I on Spotify? You... Oh yeah, for okay. sure. I'll look them up too. Yeah, yeah. They got great beats, man. Their producer Eric Arc Elliot is fucking fantastic. Nice. I'll check them out. He is one of the greatest producers out there today. I think if if he wanted, he could start producing just pop like. If he wanted to produce his own version of, you know, air quotes, pop records, he could and like work with mainstream artists and be nice. a, a great fucking producer. Nice. 
Um, he just released a, a second instrumental album too, which is really cool. Oh. It's very cinematic sounding. I, I, I've always been personally drawn more to producers. I feel like I can always relate to them more. Um, obviously, I'm a bass player, and that's that's where it all started. That's where it always goes back to is I want to be the best bass player I possibly can. For but sure. uh, I really like pr- production a lot. There's just something about it, everything getting tied together. Mm. And uh, a producer like Eric is, is very inspiring to me. Nice, man. Um, and I think you would like them. They got great beats, great music. So I will definitely look. I will definitely look into it. Have you ever heard of a Minahan Street Band? Nope. You would probably really dig them. They're they're um, they're part of the Daptone label or a war at one point. I think they're they're like an offshoot or something like that now. But all of their music, it's it's this uh, group of musicians. And they played with like Amy Winehouse and shit like that. They were her back backing band in the mm. studio for Back to Black. Um, but they're, they're really fantastic. And and one of the one of the guys, uh, Leon Michaels, he has this project called L Michaels Affair. They they did all hip hop instrumentals of Wu Tang songs. Nice. So that's really good too. They oh. they have two albums out. It's Enter. The 36th Chamber and like Return to the 36th Chamber or something like that. Mm. But one of my all-time favorite bass players, Nick Moff, shown is the bass player for L. Michael's Affair most of the time. Nice. But yeah, I, I love I love a whole. Uh, I really love hip the hip hop sounds. I love I love the idea of sampling music, all of that. But it's um, it's always growing and always changing. Though I think think that's what I like about music is our taste also matured. Have you, have you noticed that as a difference too? Your taste uh, <clears throat> taste yeah. maturing through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that '90s stuff <laughs> we listen to. I mean, some of it's pretty good, but some of it's pretty cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not really listening to that stuff anymore. So definitely, yeah. Even from high school and shit, even last year. Changes. Yeah. I There are certain artists I I feel like I always go back to, though. Yeah, Do you ever feel like that? Some mainstays? Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of them. They're a great band. Avenged Sevenfold, I used to listen. Avenged Sevenfold, I used to listen to a lot in high school, but I don't really go back to them anymore. They're great fucking musicians, dude. They are very impressive. I always, I always did like that song, um, "Bat Country." Oh uh, yeah, rest in peace, the Rev. Yeah, that's right, man. Since when he died, I kind of stopped listening to him. I mean, the other drummer's great, don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's just different, man. And I saw him twice with the Rev, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, that that, that drummer was amazing. All those guys could tread. Yeah. And that dude could sing and play all those drum parts at the same time. That's insane. He, I didn't know he sang. Yeah. I just know he did some really impressive 
drum work, like a lot of exercising in his playing. Mm -hmm. Very, um, I don't know, what would you call that for drums, his style? How would you describe it? Very active or busy or... Mm. He just had a creative way of playing that metal hard rock stuff. Like his fills were re really unique and not your typical metal fills or rock fills, you know. Instead of just, instead of just, uh, you know, like straight 16 notes on the snare, he would like add in bells and splash hit, like cymbal hits and like split stuff between his feet and his double bass. Or, I mean his hands and his double bass. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. And the rhythms he would do. But I feel like it was some of it's he's I mean he's applying like rudiment stuff, I feel. Which is cool, which is, I like to do that stuff too, so I can see with your playing how you could be influenced by metal because the way the way that the ferocity that you hit the drums with is powerful. Like a metal drummer. But you have such a great fucking groove. Thank but you. You're there's just a fierceness in your playing where it's like boom, and I've played with a, a drummer friend before. My my friend Amir, <clears throat> he had that same quality in his playing, cool. where you just hit through the drums and you make the earth shake around you. Nice, <laughs> yep. I love drummers like that. Just that huge fucking sound. Oh yeah. Are you a John Bonham fan? Yeah. I don't listen to him that much, but I am. I, I I've heard him. I've heard it. I've seen his videos. A lot of drummers that also play the way that you play. I feel like one of one of the common qualities, and my favorite kind of drummer that is, is how they do hit through those drums. Bonham really was like the master of that. Yeah. Especially for that time. Yeah. It's just this. Boom. How do you get that sound? Is it just technique? Is I think it, so, yeah. That's what I would say. The artistry and the craft of playing an instrument is limitless. Yeah. Definitely. Do you ever feel, uh, your nerves feel racked by that? Because mine definitely do at times. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. What is your practice routine looking like these days? Um, a lot of left side stuff, working on my left hand, left leg, because those are my slower limbs. Mm -hmm. Trying to strengthen those so I can be faster. And um, trying to play the same stuff on my hands. Um, on my feet as well, with the double bass, you know, whatever rhythm it is, just trying wow. to copy it, and just being consistent, man. That's incredible. That's what I've been focusing on. The it's slow been, chipping away of becoming a better musician. Yeah. Of becoming a master of the craft. That's it. I don't think there's anything more exciting than that. 
I love the grind. You, I've shown you my notebook before. You, you know, you know what I'm up to. Yeah, that's cool. I love tracking everything, sitting down, and really getting clinical with it. Mm. Seeing what's beneath the hood. There's so much to master. I have all these fucking music books. Those are all that. That's all a stack of music music books. I've been working on this one piece, dude. I'm doing one classical piece right now and one jazz piece right now. I've been working on both of them for like two months, dude. Just trying to do my sight reading. Also trying to do all my diatonic chords. And Are you getting it? What, what's that? Are you getting it? Yeah, I am, but it's taking, it's taking a while. Mm. I feel like I'm very slow to learn. And to pick things up, and I, I go really slowly at a painfully boring pace. <laughs> I practice everything 60 BPM. That's what my my teacher told me to do. So almost everything I do, I always play with a metronome, which the metronome never fucking lies. That's good. Yeah, I love the metronome. It reveals it reveals whatever is needing to be fixed. Yes, it does. There's, I, I, I don't know, sometimes I feel like there's just this metaphysical block that I'm having right now with mm-hmm. with trying to trying to learn things. I, I, I just feel like I'm really slow to absorb. I mean, as I just feel as long as you're making progress, that's what counts. Yeah, that's true. I'm probably just impatient. Are you putting in enough time? Yeah, I I practice for at least uh, an hour of day. I haven't had much time to practice, or really made the time to practice the past couple of weeks, just because everything has been going on. I'm gonna be moving again. All that shit. I just yeah. moved into this place, but it's just uh, constantly, constantly changing. Grinding. Yeah, constantly grinding, never stopping. Gotta always push yourself. Yeah. Um, what is your social media? How can people find you? I should have put that at the at the front of the episode, but I forgot. <laughs> That's all good. Now they have to listen to it. To yeah. Um, I have a business Facebook page, and it's just Ryan Blodgett Drums. And then on Instagram, it's uh, under it's drummer Ryan underscore drummer Ryan underscore. And yeah, I'll pop up, or just you know just search Ryan Blodgett on Instagram. I'll pop up. And... Do you have any final thoughts on Nashville, your career, getting clean that you want to share with the listeners? Hmm. You know, (laughs) I'm so tired right now. Um, You know, if you, uh, if you set, it's kind of cliche, but if you set your mind to it, it can happen, man. 
beautiful. Whatever it is. Being yeah, clean or playing music or moving to a new city or getting that job. You know. I I actually I don't post on Twitter too much. I'm on Twitter too, by the way. But I posted <laughs> <laughs> I posted today. Um and I said, uh so would I be? Are you on Twitter? What I call yeah. it? So would I say I tweeted today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think so. Okay, I tweeted. Uh, whatever you put out in the universe, will come back to you in in some shape or form at some point. I. That's the perfect way to end this. <laughs> perfect. Dude, thanks Sweet. for coming on. Thanks for having me. Man.